Hello, my awesome project managers. How are you? It's your buddy Phil here, project management trainer and coach. I know lots of you have gotten certified in the past few weeks. Well, I want to give a huge shout out to those of you who have gotten certified. It's extremely commendable. Well done. The next level is to take it up a notch and begin to do great things with your PMP. PMP is but the beginning. You got to remember that. It's just the beginning. So I call this PM Anonymous, help for the PM in need. It's all about leadership, empowerment, and recovery. For those of you who are going through interviews or you've gotten certified and you're asking, what's the next step? Well, this will give you some advice. It'll give you some encouragement. But first of all, I want to give a few shout outs to my awesome PMP alumni. Those of you who have gotten certified in the past month or two, huge shout out to you. I want to specifically give Shout out to those students of ours from our master classes in January and February. So Chandra, April, Solange, Marisol, Eniola, and all those other students who have gotten certified in the past 60 days. You know who you are. Congrats to you. Okay. Now, PMP is a great thing to get. But the next level, my friends, the next level is what you're going to do after. Trust me, all of this knowledge from your favorite books. I always I always tell you to go read or to go reference. All this knowledge is all well and good, but do you know the truth about all this knowledge? This knowledge is nothing without impeccable direction and leadership. So once you get certified, your question needs to be, what next? What am I going to do with all this knowledge I've got? Am I just going to sit down on the knowledge? Am I going to use the knowledge? Am I going to be useful to organizations? Am I going to change the world with it? Or am I just going to sit there saying, I'm a PMP, I'm a PMP, I'm a PMP. PMP don't mean jack without action. You got to put some action behind that certification. Otherwise, it's just a piece of paper. You get what I'm saying? So PM Anonymous is all about helping PMs get to that next level. The first set of individuals I want to address are those who are looking for career advice. You're looking for direction. You're looking for, okay, what comes next? So I've got a few tips and tricks for you. And I also want to give shout outs to those of you who have taken it up a notch. Some of you are on my ACP training with my buddy, Roy. Some of you are in my Project Leadership Institute. Great stuff. Keep that fire burning. Now, there's some individuals that haven't taken any steps since PMP. They're expecting magic to happen. Magic is not going to happen. You first of all need to have direction. There are a lot of people marching around saying, I'm a PMP, but they don't have direction. What's coming next in your career? What have you done to plan the next month? Let's even talk about the next week, the next two weeks. Have you made a plan? Do you know where you're going? Do you know what you want to do? What do you want to do in life? Being PMP is great. It's just the beginning. So I want to encourage you. I want to give you a charge right now. Direction. Where are you going? What's your definite chief aim in life? What do you really want to achieve in life? You're old enough to get a PMP. You're old enough to think about your definite chief aim. So what is your definite chief aim? What do you want to achieve as an individual in life? Now, some of you may already know the answer to that question, but I want to challenge you. What is your evolving definite chief aim? Is your definite chief aim static? Has it been static for the past year? Then there's a problem because it needs to be evolving. The moment your definite chief aim becomes static, it's the beginning of decline. So as you move through the year, the quarter, 
the months, you're going to find your definite chief aim could adjust. You're going to find your long-term goal, right, for life might have an overarching statement. That's understandable. But I wouldn't be surprised if it evolves from period to period. You might think you got it. But if you go back and take a look in the rearview mirror, you see it changing. And that's okay. That's good. Even my mentor, John C. Maxwell, very recently went through a total overhaul of his organization, total rebrand. So there's absolutely nothing wrong in an evolving definite chief aim, right? Now, some people are very set on their definite chief aim. They're not budging from it. That's okay. But my question is, what is your mission? How are you going to get to that definite chief aim? So as a PMP, I would expect that you plan out what happens after, right? If we are PMPs, we should use those skills that we have to plan, have focus and have a plan, but be ready to pivot. Just ask any of our friends who are in these parts of the world that are being affected right now. I'm telling you, their definite chief aim has changed very rapidly. It's now one of survival, right? But in order to cope with life as a PMP or in general, you need to have very good leadership skills because everything rises and falls on leadership. Your ability to move forward, your ability to pivot in the right direction. It's all about leadership. With great leadership skills, you can scale unimaginable heights. You can do the unthinkable, the impossible. It's possible with leadership. So we need to understand what leadership is and why it's important. Why is leadership important? Leadership is important because in order to move forward in life, you need to influence. And part of influencing is being able to convince people about whatever you are thinking is your definite chief aim, whatever you are looking to do as an employee in a company. If you go for an interview and you're not able to convince me that you really want the job, you just come across as being well, if it happens, it happens. You're not going to get that job. Now, people look at interviews and think it's about selling, but they forget it's also about leadership. It's about influence. How do you influence the person in that interview to understand, I want this job, I can do the job, right? You've got to be able to convince them. It's leadership. It's not sales pitching. It's really influencing, which is leadership. So you've got to be determined to lead. Now, I want to give you a very quick synopsis of leadership. And this is from the work of my mentor, John Maxwell, who has a book called The Five Levels of Leadership. A lot of folks get into leadership thinking it's all about management. No, management is about keeping law and order, administration of policies and procedures and stuff. But leadership is all about influencing. It's all about moving people. And for you to be able to move people wherever you are in any company you're you find yourself in, you need to think about these five levels. I'm going to go through these five levels really quick with you. Level one is all about the position that you're in. So you come into a company, you start here. Now, if you've been in the corporate world long enough, you know that position is never enough. It's never enough because sometimes you're a project manager trying to lead without authority. So how do you lead from a position without a lot of authority, right? Your PM, you're going to find it hard. You need to go to level two. Level two, we call it the permission level. What is a permission level? The permission level is where people follow you because they want to, right? They give you the permission to lead them. 
because you are likable, you're trustworthy, you connect with them, you got hang power, they love hanging with you. But that's not enough. Level two is important, but it's not enough. You see, there are a lot of project managers who get certified and they think it's all about, well, I've got a certification, therefore I'm going to be able to do anything. No, 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 no. People need to give you the permission to lead them. People aren't giving you the permission. You're just going to stay there at level one and you're going to be unable to move. People are going to give you the bare minimum. You're managing a project, you're leading a project, your team members, your stakeholders. If you don't come across as a likable, collaborative individual with a good vibe, that's it. A lot of people looking for what's going wrong on their projects. It's that level two. You're not leading at level two. You're still trying to lead from position. I'm the PM, so follow me. Ain't going to work. You need to go to that next level. And that's likability. A lot of people, they're like, oh, I'm not a people person. I just want to do my job and go home. Well, good luck. Did you know that the PM spends 90% of the time in many occasions, 70% on the low end of time communicating? Think about that, communicating for 70 to 90% of the time. Who are you communicating with? An inanimate object? No, it's a human. And in order to connect with a human, not just communicate, because as, as my mentor's book, Everyone Communicates, Few Connect says, it's easy, even a dog can bark, but how do you connect? You see, you got to really be a people-oriented person. Even if you're someone who says, oh, I'm an introvert, I don't like speaking. Well, welcome to the world of project management where we speak, <laughs> where we communicate not only with words or the tone of voice, but also with body language. So as a PM, you got to step up your game. Stop saying, oh, I'm shy. I don't like being in the forefront. Well, it comes with the territory, my friend. So you better get used to it. Get used to it. All right. So talking about leadership here, going back to our whiteboard, level two is permission, right? Give people something to remember you by. Warm, empathy, charisma, being someone who connects. Being someone who people like to chill and hang with. Now, that's all well and good because you've had some bosses who are nice, but that's where it ends. <laughs> we don't want to be like that. We want to step it up to level three. What is level three? Level three is a great level. It's one of my favorite levels because it's all about what people can see. So it's one thing to come across as being a nice person, but it's something else to come across as someone who get stuff done. Someone who produces for the company. That's the production level. You want to lead at that level, get stuff done. Level four. Level four is, again, another huge, hugely important level. And it connects quite tightly to level two, right? Because level two, we say it's permission. Level four is people. And level four just means people follow you because of what you have done for them. It's like that song, what have you done for me lately? This is the question people will ask at level four. And if you ain't done nothing for people, trust me, they're not following you because you've done anything for them. It's probably they're following you because of any of those ones. But when you add a level four component, 
when you have done stuff for people, when you've sown into their lives, you have elevated them, you've helped them. Maybe it was a word you gave, a pat on the back. Maybe you helped elevate them to a higher level. Maybe you put in a good word for them to their boss. Anything. It's valuable. You see, the great Robert Cialdini, professor at ASU, he wrote a book called Influence. And if you read his book, you realize that influence, where people are concerned, has to do with what you did for them. It's called the law of reciprocity. You do something for me, I do something for you. I'm obligated. I'm morally obligated. That's how human nature works. So you are in an organization trying to climb up the ladder and all you're focusing on is your position? No way. You're going to hit a roadblock sooner or later. Give it enough time. You're not being likable. You're not being trustworthy. You're not doing great things that people can see. Small wins, big wins, and you're not doing things for people. Good luck. I give you a limited amount of time. If you truly want to be a great leader, you want to lead, you got to think about being a servant leader, serving people. What can I do for you? How can I serve you? How can I add value to you? How can I elevate you to that next level? Number five. Number five, we call this the pinnacle. And at the pinnacle, you are the epitome of a great leader because you've done levels one, two, three, and four. You're now at a level where people see you. They know what you stand for. They respect you. It's an automatic acceptance as the leader. The likes of Steve Jobs, the likes of Gandhi. I could keep going on and on. but they've had staying power because they've been consistent. So my friends, I've shown you a number of things here today. I've told you about the importance of going to the next level and how to lead. Let's talk about one more concept before we end today. That concept is the final bullet. I want you to be determined to be a real success. How do you become a real success? The word real stands for something specific. And my leadership gurus who I work with every week from the Project Leadership Institute, they know this because we've been studying this for going to a year now. But the R stands for relationships. Going back to level two leadership, a lot of people trying to do things all on their own. No. In order to be successful in life, to be a real success, you got to think about those relationships that you encounter on a daily basis, weekly, monthly, yearly, once in a lifetime. But what are you doing with those relationships? Do you know that in surveys conducted by the Stanford Research Institute, they realized that success in the corporate world had to do more with relationships than it had to do with the intellect and the prowess in products, knowledge, and stuff like that. In fact, so huge was the number, it was 87.5% contingent on relationships, success in business in the corporate world. The attribution to skills, 
knowledge and things like that was just 12 and a half percent. Think about that for a second. Your success as a project management professional is going to have a whole lot to do with the relationships you build or those that you failed to. So you want to see people as being the lifeblood of any organization. You want to value people, value your team, value people who gave you the job, value the customer. Those relationships at the end of the day will be a huge factor in your success. The next thing I want you to think about is equipping. A lot of people get into PMP and they get out and they're like, woof, thank goodness. Uh, I'm done. Uh, I'm done. I don't need to worry about this anymore. But you know, one of the things I love about my 2022 graduates is that they didn't just get certified and walk away. They got very concerned about people who were on with them. They got very concerned with people who still needed to get certified. And they each went back to the study group to add value to their peers who are still in the struggle until everyone got certified. And I'm so proud of them. And not only did they do that, they began helping other people. So I'm, I'm talking about Chandra and April and Solange and Marisol. They were very concerned for others. Now Marisol and another of my students who's getting ready to take the exam, she knows who she is. I know that they're going to come back to give to those coming along behind them. And that's what leaders do. They equip. Equipping is the next one. Are you equipping people? Are you building people? Are you helping people frame their careers? If so, well done. More power to you. That's how to be a real success. Keep giving, keep equipping, keep expanding other people. The next one here is A. A stands for attitude. And attitude is all about having a PMA positive mental attitude. Now, there's a difference between a PMA versus a PLOM. The PLOM disease is the poor little old me disease. You don't want to have that. You want to have a PMA, a positive mental attitude, positive mindset, to know that you are the best that they could ever be. And you are continuing to be the best that you can ever be by developing. Do you believe that about yourself? If you don't believe that you're the best version of yourself, that you could ever be right now, you need to do something about it. What can you do to be the best version of yourself for right now? As you evolve and expand, keep asking yourself, what can I do to be the best version that I can ever be? And do it, do it, just do it. Have that attitude that you are the best. If you do not believe in yourself, I'm sorry, no one else is going to. You need to believe in yourself first. And when anyone else says, I believe in you, they only resonate in what you already believe. Without you believing in yourself, you won't amount to much. I'll just tell you straight up. You might get some things done, but it won't be the very best that you could ever do. Do you truly believe that you are the best version of yourself right now? If not, you need to do something about it. First of all, stop believing in yourself. 
instead of seeing the bad in a situation, see the good. Instead of seeing the disadvantages, see the advantage. Instead of being a glasses half empty kind of a person, how about being a glasses half full kind of a person? Have a positive mental attitude. It'll get you very far in life, I tell you. Finally, L. I've already spoken about this quite a lot. And this is L for leadership. This is how you could be a real success. Building relationships, equipping your team, equipping people around you. Having a great positive mental attitude, believing you're truly the best and keep going. Keep on doing greater things. Outdo yourself. It's what attitude is all about. Attitude is everything. You ask the great Michael Jordan, he'll tell you, he'll tell you how many shots he lost. Think about that for a second. Someone who lost thousands of shots. There was one day I added up the equivalent of what he was saying, how many shots he lost. And it's like, wow, he did lose a whole lot of shots, a lot of winning shots at that. But look at where he is today. It's attitude. Attitude. Attitude accounts for a lot. All right, my friends. So, in closing, you got to be determined to be a real success. You might be struggling, and that's okay. If you are struggling and you need help, you need to go on down to pmanonymous.com because we offer coaching, training, certification, help, and assistance, job direction, and advice. So if you're stuck, there's an out. Just go on down there and look for help. Now, talking about advice, I want to give you some quick interview advice because I know lots of you are going for interviews. First of all, please research the firm. Do your research on the firm. Do your research on the job. Be ready to answer questions from left field. Some of you think the question is always going to be, tell me a little bit about yourself. And even if they ask you, tell me a little bit about yourself, people fail to realize that question is just an open blank document for them to glean if you are a confident communicator that they can put in front of clients. They don't care whether you come from a rich or poor family. The tell me a little bit about yourself question is you and your presentation skills and your confidence and how articulate you can be on display. That's what it is. Don't waste your time doing all those scripted tell me about yourself questions. No. Learn how to communicate powerfully. Learn how to communicate with confidence. Do that and it will help you on any interview. Whatever the question they bring your way, you will build up the confidence. It's not building up a parrot fashion string of things to say. Now, it could help you to rehearse your sales pitch. Yes. But you're going to get questions out of left field. You'll be shocked. I went into an interview. Someone said, you walk into a room and you find five shapes. One is a square, one is a circle, one is a rectangle, whatever. And they all have different colors and they list out the colors. Which one would you take? Which one would you pick up and why? Tell me how you answer that question. That's unrehearsed. <laughs> but I got the job, you see, because you need to be able to think on your feet. Those are the things you need to perfect, not parrot fashion stuff. All right. So be ready to answer questions from left field. Know your stuff really well. Know your life really well. If you put something on a resume, you better know it really well. Know your stuff well. Talking about project management, you say you're a project manager, you say you're PMP, 
you're going to meet some interview questions that will kick you into another certification. Trust me, because I've been there. In fact, before I got certified as a PMP, my first project management interview with DHL, it was a disaster. Just horrible. I couldn't answer anything. I didn't have the ability to tackle the questions. I didn't have the knowledge. Yes, I had my master's degree. Yes, I did a dissertation in barriers to implement in project management systems, but I didn't have the knowledge. No, no stuff when you're going into these interviews because you don't know who you're going to meet. And if you get some intel about who you're going to meet in an interview, do your research and know who they are and know what they are good at because they could come from that angle. I've experienced that in interviews where you know, the interviewer is a PMP as well and they know this stuff and they will grill you. They'll grill you. You know, we just got some feedback recently. The exam seems to be changing tight again. It's getting less, less agile and more hybrid and predictive again. Isn't that crazy? Watch that space. I'll be telling you more about that. What else should you do? Search Glassdoor for information. Understand the company a bit more. Look for an internal supporter if you can. And just rehearse like mad. Know your sales pitch. Someone wakes you up in the middle of the night, you should be able to rattle off your sales pitch. And again, not in parrot fashion, but because you've internalized it, you're able to talk about it ad nauseum for hours on end. Final point, communication and confidence is key. A lot of people get certified, they're not confident. Why aren't you confident? Why are you not confident? Why can't you just be confident? You got the certification. Why do you feel you don't know enough? A lot of you, a lot of you who are PMPs, it's like, well, I'm, I, I don't know. Do I need to read this, Phil? Do I need to know more about this? Stop it. Stop it. If you are a PMP, you should be confident about that, if nothing else. Stop shaking and shivering in interviews. Stop it. The only humans interviewing you. Stop shaking and shivering. Know your stuff. Look. Going into an interview as a PMP, there are certain things that you expected to know. Let me, let me remind you, you should have command over the process groups, the knowledge areas, the 49 processes. I know a lot of people who train in PMP may say, you don't need to know them, okay? For me, it's different. When you are a PMP, if you don't know them, you could be doomed, in an interview, it takes a few questions to find out if you truly understand what project management is, right? So for me, to, to cover my basis, going for any interview in 2022, this is what I would expect from anyone who's serious at doing well. First of all, I don't expect you to cram ITTOs. That's not what I'm saying. But you as a professional should be able to speak to the framework you certified in. My goodness, some of you can't speak to the framework. How are you going to succeed in an interview? You're lucky I'm not interviewing you because I will grill you. I'll ask you about the knowledge areas and the process groups. And there are many folks who would do that because it's the bread and butter of anyone who says they're PMP, right? Secondly, I'm not saying cram the agile practice guide, but I expect you to be very well versed in the manifesto values and principles. If you don't know those and you can't speak to those, there's little hope in 2022 as a hybrid PM for you. Very little hope. 
Now, if you don't know about Scrum, that's an even bigger problem, right? Because knowing about the 49 processes, right? That's good. You might be asked about that. But almost every job these days, there's reference to Agile and Scrum. So you don't know that, that's a big problem. You don't know the manifesto, can't speak to it. You can't relate to the manifesto in everyday project management terms. It's a problem and it's not good. And you should get your chops together. You go in for an interview, have your wits about you with Agile, understand Scrum. Kanban, of course. Kanban is a way forward. If you haven't heard of the term Kanban, you should go read it up. If you haven't heard of the term DevOps in 2022, you should go read it up. You should understand these things. And lastly, the only thing from here I would say you should really know inside out for your real world is to be able to take those principles and put them into practice to know what they really are. You should know what that means and how it converts over to the real world. It's like knowing the manifesto, values and principles. If you interview with someone, and trust me, PMI aficionados, they're all over the place. So you're interviewing with someone who is very entrenched in the world of PMI. They expect you to understand at least a few of those principles, overarching principles, right? Those are some of the things that would be expected. On top of that, they would expect you to have command over certain tools of project management. These days, it's not predominantly MS project anymore. It's project could come up, but it's also smart sheets. It's the likes of Jira, the likes of a confluence and teams and things like that. So spend your time learning some of these things, getting good, beefing up your confidence. Again, someone says, Phil, but I need help. I need direction. I need more. I've told you what to do. You need additional help. You need to go on down to the website. It's pmanonymous.com. You can get coaching, training, mentoring with me. And this offer won't last. It'll go away, right? So I would advise you, if you go to pmanonymous.com, look for time right quick because this offer, it won't last. Okay, a lot of you have taken advantage of it. Well done. You know, you know the value you got. I would advise anyone who's struggling in their job, in their career, getting ready for an interview, you lack confidence, go on down to pmanonymous.com. All right, I'll definitely be able to help you. Okay. All right, my friends. Well, that's that for today. I just want to have a quick session with you. Um, I know many of you got gotten certified and you're wondering what is the next thing I need to do? Well, um, I'm hoping that this gives you some ideas. Um, I'm hoping this gives you a little bit more confidence to believe in yourself that as a PMP, you got, you got skills, you got talents, you got abilities. All right. Thank you very much. I see our friend NC Worker just joined. Um, what about learning Jira along with? Yeah, absolutely. All of those things are good. And Kaizen, the mindset of continuous improvement. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, my friends. Thank you very much. I wish you all the very best. And uh, if you've got questions or comments, don't forget to put them uh, in the comment field below. All right. You take care. All the very best. Bye for now. <laughs>